Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello, hello. Hello, gang. I'm not that spooky. Oh, I am a little bit. I feel like Phoebe, Phoebe Buffet. (laughs) Yeah, she wants to keep it so she uses Monica's old tissues. That is actually grim, isn't it? Now living, living, as grim as it is, but now we're, now everyone's so protective of germs. I think I might just, um, my hairdresser had a cold the other day and she was obviously in work. She was doing my hair. She just had a mask on. She was like, just so you know, I've got a mask on, just so I've got a bit of a cold. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I think it might be the future, especially in service, you know, where you have to work with somebody like I do. Might just be a mask job tomorrow. Yeah. And and I guess it goes to show you that you're doing your duty of care. Yeah. To an extent. I also think now, though, it has normalised taking a day off because so many times when I used to work in an office job, you would like drag yourself there. Well, I would anyway. We, I'd drag myself there, and it's like for what? For what gain? Yeah. I was, I was like, oh no, I need to go to work. I need to whatever. And it's like we 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 live in a country where you do get sick pay for hit days here or there. So why we don't take them is beyond me. Either. But then <laughs> also nowadays, I think people don't want them there. Whereas previously, people would be like, oh, you'll be fine, come in. Whereas now, I think everyone's like, actually, yeah, go away. I don't want it. Yeah, but I think. If tomorrow, for example, it's like all here and I'm just a bit sniffly, then I'm fine. But if like my whole body is like aching and feeling like shit, then I probably won't. But we'll see. We'll see. I haven't taken a sick day in years, so I don't really know how to. um... It's also tough when you're self-employed to have those days off. Like when I had my um, food allergy reaction, I take like three days off. Luckily, two of them fell over the weekend, but I was wiped like there was no way I could do, like I've had calls and anything I was just totally out of it yeah but yeah it's scary as a, as a self-employed person so Jess is, did a post last night and I messaged her about it I liked it and it was basically from 2008 to now what has been going on in in our lives to do with um fitness and what we did and wh- why we think we did it and what we learned from it and what we maybe think wasn't a good idea and I thought it'd just be nice to excuse me like to go through each of ours and just go through it might not be every year since then but like each stage that might have gone on for two years or something so I just thought it'd be a good idea yeah and and Sasha and I are seven mm-hmm. months apart in age so it's a very similar sort of timeline when we talk about the years really as well um both would have been in the same school year wouldn't we yes absolutely yeah so I started it from 2008 which was when I was 17 18 um and that was like where I viewed my health and fitness sort of changing and I guess maybe that's where we all view ourselves becoming a little bit more of like an adult anyway like 18 that type of thing because the years before, whether or not somebody exercised loads or didn't exercise at all, it kind of, 
that's when you see a bit of a drop off or a change in a lot of people's behaviors and attitudes because they start to have a mind of their own, start to become more independent, all that type of thing. And that definitely happened for me. I was always, always sporty at school and played football for many years until I was 17. Um, and then stopped when I went to college simply for the reason that I changed environment, uh, discovered going out and drinking more and having that freedom. And um, what like we spoke about last week where it comes with like the, the cost benefit equation type of thing, the, the benefits of going out outweighed the benefits that I was then getting from the football team I was playing for. So I decided to sack that off. And in some ways I regret that a little bit, but then I'm also like, I don't live with regrets, but I, I stopped playing um, for quite a while. Um, so that that kind of period in time in my life was more just I started prioritizing socializing a lot more, which you do, right? You, yeah, you're young, you're single, you're whatever, that type of thing. Yeah, of course. Well, I also think that <laughs> I sound so old saying this, but I think it's like really different now because, like, for example, I was watching this video on TikTok and this girl was talking about, like, you know, the get ready with me and then you tell like facts about yourself. And I always find those videos interesting because. Some people are just really interesting and I just think oh that's that's cool and she was saying all this stuff and then she was like so yeah so I'm 14 and I was like eh <laughs> excuse me doing her eye makeup she was she was uh, drying her hair she was talking about like what she what she does what her hobbies are and I'm thinking when I was 14 I was going to panic at the disco concerts and like and I didn't wear I didn't even know makeup existed and yeah. I had like I don't know I was like a, a, a 14 year old yeah and this woman's like got rollers in her hair and I'm just thinking eh? so I think these days people's fitness journeys might even go back further but like when I was a kid I didn't think about fitness yeah I and, and again again we're probably quite um lucky in the sense that uh the, the way that we are as people maybe meant that that just didn't come into our consciousness whereas I do know people who are my age who um did maybe develop an eating disorder when they were like a teenager or whatever but that that never it never just came into my I think just because I was so passionate about sport itself I never thought about like necessarily what my body looked like, but more what it could do when I was younger. That was mainly the fact, the focus. I probably still had the same sort of thought processes as like loads of teens. Like I have no boobs in comparison to some of my mates probably and stuff like that. But I can't remember being that being like a big, big hang up at the time. We know why. It's because obviously we didn't have social media. Um, we remember we we evolved obviously Jess is about to read exercise you'll read about this but we evolved to be physically active but we didn't evolve to exercise but our lives back then it was much easier to be physically active because the minute I don't know about you but we'd get home and then the minute we get home from school I'd literally put my bag away have something to eat and then look at my mum as if to say like can I go out now and then we'd go out and then we'd be playing in the street and doing whatever um and going to the the park and meeting in town on a Saturday and just just walking around like no phones no iPads TV was we just watched Simpsons at six o'clock and uh I don't know fucking Fresh Prince and like Friends and Blue Peter and stuff but like 
there was nothing else like that so so getting an eating disorder when you're that young back then obviously still happened but it was probably less prominent because there was nothing to look at like yeah if someone said oh like Bella Hadid's body or something I'd be like who I'd be like what what, do you, what about her body but now it's like oh everyone says oh this one so it's like body image and stuff was just not a thing when we were young yeah and you yeah 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 it was very different wasn't it I think that's it it was just something that didn't affect us and you probably <laughs> right in the fact that it was a lot less well the, the it might have been less prominent or it might just not have been spoken about as much yeah. because you do think like certain things like even mental health when we were younger just wasn't spoken about that much really like we already you kind of knew what it was for like depression and like someone who was struggling but you didn't there wasn't necessarily like the lab- the strong labels that are attached to it these days to not actually know what was going on with somebody, yeah. which I think that is one of the good things of today and like the the access and the yeah. like understanding of that is definitely so much better. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yes. So I guess that was like school years and uh, like uh, school years, college years, like sixth form type of life. It was 18, 2008. So you were 18. I was maybe 17, 18. I call that my spin class era. Yeah, see, I, I, no, I didn't go into that. I, that's like when I just took a step back from exercise for a bit. So I did, I was um, living in London at that point and I was at college and my mum was teaching the spin classes in the gym she was working at at that time. So that's the only reason I went. I don't think I would have gone out of my way to go to them if it wasn't for my mum teaching them. Mm. Um, so I think but I didn't see it as like you know what I don't even know what I saw it as because I I was uh very very slim back then I didn't have any um I didn't feel the need to lose weight or anything um I don't I think I just did it because I just wanted to go like I, I don't think I had an unhealthy attachment to it I just went because I thought it'd be funny to see my mum teaching it and then I think my mum liked that I went as well so so yeah I call it my spin class era but only because I just thought yeah yeah Yeah. and that was like 18 17 18 at college before I moved to Manchester at 19. Yeah so I moved to Manchester um on my like pretty much like my 19th birthday 2009. Yeah and it was freshers week and it was my birthday that like in the last in the, the weeks that we arrived so yeah 20, 2009 um and again for me like that that first year I think I think I probably I think I did join a gym with the intention of going but it was like one of the the, the like the gym or um pure gym or whatever it was but it was in city centre and I was in Fallowfield so I would yeah, I know. I used to get the bus once in a blue moon. Like I used to do it so, so sporadically. It was almost like I was, and again, didn't have any education around, um, again, because I love sport. It was almost like came so naturally to me to then to exercise for a purpose. I didn't necessarily get it. So I would have a person who would go to the gym on a Saturday morning and then go out with all my mates and eat and drink and like just totally think that was a compensation for what I was what was what I'd done in the morning like oh well I went to the gym this morning so it's fine that I'm doing this that's that's pretty normal now for a lot of people 
yeah but I didn't get it and and I, and I thought that that's that's how it worked but I also was so like inconsistent with it that I got to a point where I was like what's the point of me paying this gym membership because it was just such a far thing probably even just to the point where I was like not nourishing my body very well so I couldn't even be asked to get go on the bus to go into town to walk do you know what I mean like all those little things or even like walking now in hindsight thinking of like Fallowfield to where my uni is on Oxford Road I would walk there now yeah oh yeah 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 I would walk. get the bus all the time and I just think wow. I would walk there now and one of my uni mates Claire she used to cycle every day and I'd be like you're mad <laughs> and I'm like what <laughs> Why, why did I think that that was crazy? Well, it's mainly because it was chucking it down and the traffic is ridiculous, but still. So that was 2000 and... Yeah, so that's uni. 2009, yeah, 2009, 2010, that was. First year of uni. So I think in, in first year, I didn't really do much. Um, a lot of drinking. Um, in fact, you know what? I wasn't even thinking about exercise. I walked everywhere um and the bus obviously because I, I didn't drive and a, a few people that I knew there uh, drove a car there um but then in third year so 2012 13 um I was a member of a gym and I went quite a lot I was a member of uh, a virgin in the print works oh yeah yeah it's in Nuffield now and apparently it's actually oh, you fast forwarded like two years oh did I 2000 <laughs> I was thinking of uni as like a, a yeah, it's like a three-year period, yeah. Yeah, so in uni, first year, <clears throat> nada. First year was just first year as well. Like you've got to remember, you, you're. I don't know about you, but like I was away from home. I'd like learning. Like although I was quite, my mum there was a bit of a ball buster at home, and we did a lot of chores and stuff like that. It was still learning to like cook properly for yourself, and the standard was like tuna pasta bake <laughs> like stuff hey, like that hey, a lot of tuna mine <laughs> was um uh I used to make roasted vegetables and then I used to put cheese on them that was like my meal and then I used to have also beans and mushrooms and cheese and a pit of bread <laughs> yeah and I also think as well like the portion control <laughs> like my mum never said oh you can't have whatever it's just almost like a given in our house like oh you'd have one of them you don't have five biscuits you only have one yeah. type of thing but then when I was away from uni it was almost like a little bit of a oh no one's here to tell me that I can't so I would 100% go to Sainsbury's in Fallfield and get the five cookies in a bag and just eat them all I used to love those 10 seconds I used to love the oat and raisin ones they were the, they oh, were the one delish yeah so Jim yeah print works um in third year and I used to go all the time you know I mm. think when I started like really getting into it, I think because my mum was doing her PT stuff and I was just like I don't know I again I became in I remember doing um I remember weighing myself a lot but I don't remember caring if it went up or down I don't know I always do you ever get the feeling like some people just when they get into fitness they just think oh okay I guess I'll weigh myself then it's almost like there wasn't a reason I just thought oh I'm going to the gym so maybe I should just weigh myself because I just associated body changes to the gym back then um and I remember I was 54 kilos yeah I yeah but I was 54 all the time like I, I'd weigh myself maybe once a month I was just 54 54 54 
and yeah I didn't have any like oh god it's gone up oh god it's gone down I was just like yeah 54 so I was t- actually that now that's tiny I don't know how tall I was um, we, me and you are the same though aren't because without training I'm about four or five kilos lighter yeah me too without muscle but you're 54 for me it's teeny teeny tiny I'm five foot five so I, yeah. if that's me now losing what four or five kilos yeah like you said so that would be uh, not a good look on me I don't think I'd look yeah. weathered <laughs> I love that I'd look a bit weathered 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 um, yeah so that was uh 2013 um yeah at that point as well so mine was so from 2010 first year uni then I taught Camp America in the summer of 2010 in um went away with a couple of my uni mates and we we taught over in Massachusetts um and and it was amazing and I played football and I like was like oh I love this like it's so nice to like play again and whatever but again I think my education around nutrition was just so because I'd never struggled with my weight it was almost like I'd never needed to and I say weight but I I also mean health and well-being and everything that goes with that but it was the thing that showed it so prominent to me was the weight which was when I was at camp I was playing football every single day and I ended up putting on a stone which for me was a really significant amount of weight in three in the like three what well, one three months it was like two two and a bit months I was there to put on that amount of weight that I could feel it in my body like just the way that I moved my boobs went massive my boobs went from like a b to a d I was like I am not a d <laughs> this is this is not not this is not normal for me so I, I probably changed and I could feel it in my legs my legs like it felt uncomfortable to to move around so I was like this that's weird because if I, I say uncomfortable because I was quite um like think about playing football and stuff like it's you can feel you can feel yeah, it in, yeah. in the things that you do in the tackles that you make all those different types of things so I was like oh god when I got back from camp I was like oh god like I really noticed that but I, I had a really weird like end of 2010 2011 where I, I wasn't in a good headspace at all um and instead of maybe nourishing my body which you would maybe well anyone who's maybe suffered poor mental health knows it's not as easy as just move your body more go exercise look after your body like I really struggled to do those things um and became very reliant on like an ex-relationship and went very introverted which isn't like me um so yeah like really 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 struggled and that had a massive impact on physical and mental health um and it wasn't until I kind of found exercise in 2012 2013 that I was like oh my god I can feel this good after feeling that shit that's blowing my mind and I and I was so it was like I just graduated from uni I got my first ever job and I couldn't there was a period of time when I got my first ever job and I was still like burning the candle at both ends like drinking Thursday Friday Saturday sometimes but then smashing the gym like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes morning and evening, you know, the pure gym um, on Urban Exchange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I was just thinking then about 2013 and thinking, oh, I, I think at the beginning I didn't 
I wasn't really thinking about it. And then I remember, God, we're thinking about this stuff now. It was 2013 because we went to um, Thailand, me, my mum, my dad and my dad's godson. And it was an amazing holiday. But I remember that was the first time in my life where I was worried about being away from the gym and gaining weight. And I remember uh, my mum took a picture of me in this green bikini. And I remember I posted it on Instagram. <laughs> and um, I remember people commenting on it going, oh, God, just seeing this makes me think I should get in the gym and stuff. And I remember and now when I look back, at it, I'm just like, that just looks like a normal young girl who doesn't it, it doesn't look like I was obsessed with anything but at that time I remember thinking like oh I'm going to be away from the gym for two weeks what shall I do oh, okay well I need to make sure I'm not having this at breakfast or you know not having that and that's the time when I was at uh, maybe I first started having negative thoughts around my body and stuff because I remember also I got my friend who I was living with in third year to take photos of me in my uni bedroom. So I was like, I have to do a before and after because I can't, I don't want to stay like this. And now I, I still have those photos. Yeah. And when I look at them, I'm just like, oh, you just look like a normal person. Yeah. I was thinking, no, this will be my before and after. This will be my before and after. I was thinking, I just look normal, Sash. But, yeah, so that's probably when the negative stuff started. <laughs> again, do you think that's an age thing? Do you think it's the yeah. media that was like coming about at the time? Do you think? I think it was just, you're not aware of something because you're not interested in it. You don't care about the gym, fitness, food, whatever. So you don't care about it. And then suddenly you care about it. Um, and then it becomes, because maybe it's because you're young or because it's new, but you, you start to become hyper fixated on something. So for example, in third year as well. I'm just remembering all this. Third year was a big year. <laughs> I, worked at, I worked at Cafe Nero and I remember everyone knows that I love pastry. And um, obviously if there was, if you went in in the morning and you were working, obviously you could have coffee. And if you wanted a pastry, you could have one. And I remember um, the girl I worked with, her name was Jenna. I remember her saying, oh, Sash, you know, have a pastry if you want. And, I, and I, in my head, I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't have an almond croissant on a Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, no way. But now I'd be like, well, you, you heat one of them up for me <laughs> any day of the week. Um, so that's when I became, I remember being really like concerned about food. And I think, yeah, that's when it was good food or bad food. Definitely. I remember if I, if I'd had a Kit Kat or something in the day, Kit Kats were my thing back then. I remember thinking, oh, I've had a bad day with food today. And yeah. I, yeah, I didn't like, I would never, wouldn't eat pasta if my life depended on it. If chocolate um, was involved, yeah, I agree. If there was something that was, it, it was strange though, because it was more food than anything else. Like I was still drinking, mm. I was still, but it was like, oh, it was almost like, oh, well, I'd, it's, it's a low calorie thing or whatever, so it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Whereas it's like, <laughs> why was it, why was food demonized so much? Is it, it is crazy. I know. It's you had a very similar, uh, like 2013 um I I met Matt at the back end of 2013 um right right near Christmas but yeah. that year was a really like weird time for me because I moved back from Manchester at the beginning of the year I went through a breakup um 
I was almost, I felt like I was get, taking a step back a little bit because I was like moving away from the city. I was moving back home to live with my mom and dad so I could save money so I could go traveling. But it felt very much like a, God, this is, I'm going like quite a few steps back here and I found it quite hard. Mm-hmm. So I think I went even harder on the fitness thing because it was that element of like what I could control. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. It was always, the food was always a bigger concern and I and I just remember as well back then my boyfriend was um he was an he was athletic he you know he didn't get paid lots of money but his he his hobby was more of a hobby than like us going to the gym you know he was racing every weekend and he was training a lot and I can say that I'm obviously I won't mention his name or anything but now I look back I think we both fueled each other's food insecurities because I remember, God, I don't think I've even said this. Then I don't think I've even talked about this ever because. But now I look back at it, I can think how ridiculous it was. But world exclusive. Yeah. Well, he used to try and go through days where he wouldn't have a single gram of fat, and I remember him eating beet because be- baked beans out of a tin, for example, don't have any fat in them. Obviously, it's like naught point whatever. But I remember him think him making beans and egg whites and stuff and thinking there is it's okay, so I'm not having any fat today. And I remember thinking like, oh, well, he's athletic and he so I'm not I'm okay, I won't either. And then we would have carbohydrates, but then obviously we went through a stage of like going more fat and we'd use a lot of butter and, and hardly any carbohydrates. But then at the weekend we'd allow us ourselves, those two of us, to have like toast which sounds utterly ridiculous now but we'd go to the bakery and get like a really nice loaf of bread and have like three pieces of toast each and just like is like a probably what we would have then called a refeed which now is so ridiculous it, it I can't even believe that I ever thought it was a good idea but now looking back at it you fuel each other's mm-hmm. and I'm, obviously I wouldn't I did not have an eating disorder I, I didn't and I would never say that I did, but it was obviously a bit disordered. Yeah, disordered eating, yeah. And we'd really obsess, you know, if we went out with friends or something, neither of us would drink. We didn't drink for two years. um, And we would just like, like, I remember we went to my friend's wedding in uh, Dublin and the meal came and we both didn't eat the mashed potato, for example. But we had cake. (laughs) Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense right because we would almost be like pick your battle so if we weren't if we didn't have the potato we could have cake or we could have uh, no cake and honestly but that you know this was a guy and it was me and, and, and we were just I don't know it was almost like we were just doing it it was our thing and no it no one else was doing it and we felt like we were being health conscious and but that's when like the I wouldn't say I was obsessed for that many years, but that's definitely when it started when I wouldn't have anything. Like if we, obviously we were at this wedding, I knew there was going to be a chocolate fondue and there was, so I didn't have anything to eat until we got there. And then when I got there, you better believe I went balls deep into that chocolate fountain and everyone's like, oh, look, you can put grapes in it. I was like, grapes, I'm not here for grapes. And I'm putting like marshmallows in it and like, (laughs) just, and I hadn't eaten all day. So it's almost to the point where I was faint yeah just so I knew that when I get there I could have as much chocolate fondue as I wanted and that was 2013 yeah sounds healthy right 
No, and that and that's it, isn't it? I think to be able to acknowledge that there was uh, there was problems with our eating is is really key. Um, I I think like 20, 2012 as well. So just before I remember it was the last year of uni, and I went just a bit went a bit crazy if I like look back. Like I definitely wasn't in a good headspace. Mm. But again, that's when I discovered like some random crash diets. I was friends with a girl who was like oh yeah we should do this one before um park life or whatever and I was like oh, okay and I did the Dukan diet which is basically Atkins which is just Dukan, el- really eliminating carbs and I did it for like maybe 10 days or something and like unsurprisingly lost a significant amount of weight because I'm not eating carbohydrates which retain more water which affect our weight etc cetera, etc cetera. but I remember feeling like crap all I was eating was like meat and eggs and diet coke to numb my hunger cues (laughs) chewing gum and things like that and again like started eating because but it's what the this is what the thing was recommending right it was like saying to do those things like have diet coke and whatever but I remember like one of the things as well was uh just because I remember having loads of chewing gum because it said you can get really bad breath because obviously you're just eating meat and it's just like constant protein digesting in your gut like he's going to create my breast I remember being really conscious of that having loads of chewing gum but I remember as well at Park Life arrived and yeah I might have looked slimmer or lost weight or whatever but I feel like my skin was almost like yellow because I was lacking key nutrients that you get from vegetables and fruit which are carbohydrates so I just I remember thinking then like I did that one and that that was that was gross that was clearly unhealthy but then I almost didn't learn my lesson because then maybe 2013, I, I did like a, the, what was that? Um, can you remember that GGS? Was it like green smooth or GGSS? Green smoothie diet, basically. And I did that for a couple of weeks. And again, remember feeling crap on that, but in a different yeah. way where it was like, I was having so much fruit and vegetables, but nothing else. Uh. It's just like so hungry all the time. Because yeah, I might have been had loads of nutrients and like that I had peaks of energy in the day, but I crashed with the hunger levels and then trying to train. And obviously at that point in my life, I was doing like hit type of things and like my body was like, where is the food? <laughs> Where's the food? It's funny, isn't it? Because like you just said, like you do something stupid and then you do something that is still stupid but just different. And then you you think that the thing you did before was stupid. But then you do something new and you think that like the green smoothie thing was stupid. It's like, like that, that I remember, always remember that quote you posted about like, we always think that we're like, we've matured or we, we've got more knowledge. But when you look back, you're always going to think what you did was a bit silly, like no matter what the age. And it, it just makes me think like, to, the, to this day, obviously we can look back and think this is ridiculous or whatever. But it just shows, you know, when people say like, oh yeah, but it's just what I'm like. I'm just like this with food. It's like, no, you're not. No. No, you're not. If Jess and I can sit here and you heard what we've said, that like really dumb, dumb, stupid stuff. But it was ages ago. And and now do you would you think about doing the do can? <laughs> oh my god. I couldn't think of any anything. And I love meat, but yeah. I do love carbohydrates as well. <laughs> and this is why, like, some people say, Oh no, you know, oh, I'm just I'm, I'm just like I'm like, look. Unless it's a diagnosed clinical eating disorder where I can't help you and neither can Jess. Like 
all it is is a phase that you are putting yourself through and there is a, a, a very very good chance if you work on it that you will look back on it in six months and be like oops yeah. <laughs> you know like I've had I've had um clients in the past where you know they've they've done intermittent fasting or they've done something and they've lost a lot of weight and then they've been like oh you know what oh it's really good and then a few months later they've put all that weight back on and exactly me with those those things yeah and then you say to them exactly and you say to them like yeah but can you see how it didn't work because you're where you were before you started that but then they'll think oh yeah but you know okay I just did it again and you're like why did you stop why did you, if, if that worked so well, why did you decide to stop it? Oh, well, um, I don't know. I just, oh, I just couldn't be bothered anymore. Okay. There's your answer. Yeah. You do this again, like you said, you're going to do, you are going to get to that stage where guess what? You can't be bothered to do it anymore. So cut your losses. <laughs> don't start it again. Yeah. Some people feel like if they're not following something or doing something or skipping a meal or doing this, then people are just so scared of just piling on loads of weight out of nowhere but like if you're eating normally and 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 you know being physically active then the chances of you just gaining like a a really abnormal unless something's happened internally and you're unwell and it it kind of won't happen Mm. so it's like we can look back on this now and think oh god but then after that, so what years then? After so, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, two thousand two thousand thirteen going into two thousand fourteen. Um, I do. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, so mine was going into. I had two thousand thirteen, two thousand. I'd say two thousand and thirteen to two thousand and sixteen were my worst years. Oh really. Yeah, as in for food and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just heard my horrendous 2013, but 2014 was when I left uni and I started working in um, uh, the Boohoo head office in Manchester. And that's when I did like the intimate, that's when I was following like this, the uh, looking at these YouTubers that did paleo and I would yeah. intermittent fasting and I wouldn't eat until two o'clock and I'd eat chicken sausages and fucking kale and yeah I would say the same and I would say 2014 was where I thought that is the height of fitness <laughs> I thought it was but ultimately it was I was just I was I was still so deeply rooted into diet culture but mm-hmm. I identified as someone who was this fitness person me too because we the same life because I did these things so like I was exactly the same like uh I remember I worked a job where I was on the road quite a bit and I would take my little pack up but I was so conscious of um like what I would eat I would I'd take um like the the, the Bernard Matthews chicken like breasts yeah I remember and um like a salad like bowl and I wouldn't have any dressing on anything or anything that had calories in or I would only have um it was at the point where I was then like oh no smoothies are bad for you because they've got too yeah. much sugar in and that yeah god and I also but then in some ways I feel like that year was quite crucial because that was the year where I was so keen to be this fitness person that I was all absorbing and although the, the information might have been 80 90 percent shit 
-hmm. it was still a really quick accelerator in regards to get me to where I am today which was like I said to you for every ebook going like did loads of different workouts like trying to okay I'm going to do this one I'm going to do this one like the program hopping type of vibe but learned very quickly that hold on a second why am I not getting anywhere why why am I still feeling like this or why when I and I would say 2014 was probably my cycle of Monday to Friday girl Saturday Sunday binge because I was um like not nourishing my body in the week yeah and then repeat the cycle yeah absolutely I I agree with you I think um 2014 was when that was when the big identity thing started and because I went to the gym so much that was my like nine times a week kind of vibe like you said Jess like going in the morning and night after work but it it's funny because now I look back and I think well obviously I did that I was I hated my job I was earning so little money that I barely could afford anything. I had literally no money. So I had my pure gym membership and it was almost like, well, if I'm going to the gym all the time, then I don't really need money because I'm not doing anything. I wasn't doing anything fun. Um, I was that, yeah, that was when people in my office at Boohoo, like I was the fitness person and that's all that mattered to me. Like I hated my job. I didn't really want to progress in that job because I hated it. So I didn't see any direction in what I wanted to do, but it doesn't, it didn't matter because I was a fitness person. So if anyone had any like questions about fitness or food or anything, like in 2014, like I was your girl, even though God forbid what advice I was giving people. Um, And yeah, I didn't eat until two o'clock. I remember I had, I would have chicken sausages and kale. And then two hours later I would have, um Greek yogurt and berries and cashew butter it was actually really nice <laughs> but I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't even have peanut butter at that stage yeah peanut butter w- uh, wasn't a nut it was a legume and it was all that like oh you shouldn't really and even though it's utter bullshit like to be fair though cashew butter is delicious which I just in hindsight I'm like, I don't think I like that no exactly you start you tell yourself that you like things that you don't like because you can't bear to say that you don't that you like those unhealthy foods and then for tea I'd have like um beef and broccoli and and then I'd have two pieces of dark chocolate from Aldi and then that was it and then I'd get up and I'd do the same thing I'd go to the gym I wouldn't eat I'd go to the gym after work and I just think and that's why you've got to be careful. Obviously, I was young and stupid, but that's why you've got to be careful of like, because I can think of a few people now that were asking me questions all the time that and were almost mimicking me. And like, oh, I'm going to do that too. Or, oh, I'm going to join that gym and come with you and do that. And, you know, a few of them did. And now I just think, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I also think like what we said yesterday when we were having a chat about um, people who do things with their health whether that is like you or I eat certain things do programs compete in shows or whatever it might be but then think that that qualifies them to give out advice and even in the position that Sasha and I are now yeah doesn't necessarily qualify us just to be giving out advice willy-nilly to people without proper thought consultations like getting to understand the individual because that advice you can understand how that advice in the wrong hands 
what if someone's got an intolerance? What if somebody's got an eating disorder? What if somebody's got an injury? What if somebody's got something? It's so misguided to be like, do this, do this, do this, when reality is everyone needs to be holding up a mirror to themselves and going, what do I need? And if you don't know what that is, that's when you reach out and get somebody on board to help you with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really bad actually now I now I think about it. And so that was so that's 2014. I did that for uh, I was at that job for a year and then I left and then I had to because I had no money. So I had to move back to London to live with um my mum and dad and I got a, a new job. Um yeah, I was I mean this is when my mum was PTing. Um so yeah, I was still a little bit obsessed. I'd say less obsessed. I, that's when you just go into phases, didn't you? Like we were saying, Jess, like you go through little crazes. Like that was my uh, bodybuilding.com phase. Yeah. And that's where I thought this is where education comes in. <laughs> and this one, oh, as long as it's on bodybuilding.com and I'd watch like, that was when like, I would watch like the day in the lives of the bodybuilders on bodybuilding.com. And also try to mimic their diets and go to things like body power and do stuff like that. How, what, how tragic. And um, I always remember, like, when we were, my mum will laugh at this, but when we, we used to watch them together, because obviously we were both into it and we absolutely loved it. It was like our little thing. And we used to watch them and on their rest day, it would always be like, and then, so on my rest day, um, it's not a complete breath. I go hiking and it always has a video of them, like, hiking in the mountains. It was so funny. Like, God forbid they sat down so funny honestly and I used to I used to even go the get the recipes off there like I said I would make like the protein brownies and you'd use applesauce instead of eggs and and it was just or butter sorry oh god but what a funny little phase question for you do you feel like a lot of people have to go through that as a rite of passage to get to the slope of enlightenment <laughs> to get to that that sustainability piece no you don't because I think that I don't know it depends how old you are I think making silly things like mistakes like that in your early 20s and mid 20s I think it's probably inevitable and I don't think that unless you hired a PT a really good one when you were 21 I don't think it's unavoidable but, but not many people when they're 21 years old not only find a PT but one that has the knowledge to be able to afford that PT afford, afford that PT but also one that's not just like uh telling you to count your macros and do hit you know so I think that I think it's just bound to happen especially these days god I, I don't even I don't even know I don't even know what goes on in people's early 20s but let's just say you, you don't really think about food and training what your whole life and then then you're 30 I think that life experience and just understanding yourself and you know yourself a bit more. I don't think someone who's 30 should be going through 10 years of like, like what we did. And don't get me wrong, they do. They do. But I, I'm just not sure if you have to, to be able to get to a point where you can just chill. Like obviously, like obviously me and you are very lucky. We've done, we've been there as everyone can tell from this episode. Um, but we, but it's 12 years. Yeah. But I don't think that you, it's a right, I don't think that you have to go through all that absolute nonsense to be able to have a healthy, sustainable a view of health and fitness. I don't know. I just think that not everybody does. 
Mm. But it's a hard question. Because if you ask all your clients, I'm sure they've all done something silly back in the day. I'm sure, yeah. Again, I think, and that's, there's, there's no, there's no blame or no fault there because ultimately the fitness industry um and not all of it but a large proportion of it or people who at least think they're in the fitness industry like um weight loss companies or whatever like that where they think they're helping with people's health yeah um they they prey on people's vulnerabilities so if you have succumbed to any of these things like me with random diets or sasha watching um like content online thinking like that's the gospel it's like some some of them don't think what they're doing necessarily are wrong maybe like some of those bodybuilders they're just showing a, a day in their life but yeah. there's also a large proportion of people who maybe look up to them and aspire to them so with that they should project their message with caution which is look I'm competing for a show this is why I'm eating the way I'm eating I wouldn't recommend this for instead so it's the people who put the messages out there but there's also the companies who know that people are uneducated with this type of stuff like your slimming worlds and your weight watchers and rather than explaining the actual science of nutrition or behavior change as a whole they mask it behind points and and numbers and random things like that thinking that oh yeah that they'll probably try to say they're trying to make it easier but in turn, they just make it harder for you later on. Yeah. It's almost like if you imagine in your job, someone not, whatever anyone's job is here, someone explaining like the top level of a project or a task that you're working on, but not the detail underneath. Yeah. And you go ahead and trying to execute on that. And every time you have to come back to that like project, like, but I don't, I don't quite get it yet. Why am I don't quite get it? Like I'm just do, go, doing this loop. And that's exactly the same with those guys. Yes. And also I think, here's a question. Do you think it's ever a good idea as a fitness person to show um, what you eat and what you do? Not, um, I was going to say not now, but then I've changed my answer. Um, not now in the way that I used to maybe think that I needed to, like here are all my meals of the day or whatever it might be. I am. Look how fit and healthy I am. Look how organised I am. But um Yes, in a way that I think food is a valuable part of the health and fitness process. Yes. I do think it is <laughs> or um, understandable for people in our industry to want to share that. Um, because I'm not necessarily saying, like, when I post my evening meal, you should eat this. But it's more like a, a I guess, I'm interested in food because it is a part of my health and fitness therefore I guess it's projecting that message of you should care what yeah. you're what you're eating um how you're eating too and what you're eating yeah with just as much love going back to what we said like uh not eating any carbs not having any fat we kind of want to make sure we're helping those people as well of like okay cool oh well there that's interesting that they are eating that um not necessarily from a I need to mimic Sasha's meals because she's posting every single meal she eats throughout the day but almost like a bit of like a oh that's interesting I thought as somebody who's trying to improve the health and fitness uh, pastries were off the table that's interesting that Sasha as somebody who is into health and fitness eats pastries wonder why that is and and even if it doesn't give them an answer it gets them curious 
about normalizing all food groups I think that is important I don't necessarily think as I've spoke about before the what I eat in a day posts are helpful because I think they can be taken entirely the wrong way um some people might argue oh yeah but they're there for inspiration or whatever like that fine if you if you're if you're a professional chef uh, <laughs> if you're somebody who loves cooking and you're super passionate about it and that's what you put on your stories throughout the day yeah. makes sense because it's almost like it fits that bill yeah. but you, you you can't um you can't go into it blinded by the fact that if you're a health and fitness professional and you're talking about things like fat loss or um things like that and you're posting all the meals that you eat in a day you can't be blinded by the fact that people won't join the dots of those two things yes no yeah I totally agree and I think like you said Jeff like about the pastry thing I think as a fitness or not even a fitness person just anyone like it's so individual that as for me I can start my day with simple carbs sugar whatever like people you know pastries or whatever and I feel totally fine there was no I have I've had every breakfast food you can imagine and I pretty much feel the same no matter what I have so I go to what I really like to have like my client she likes to have something sweet in the morning but she's always thought oh god that's so bad and I'm like no it isn't yeah you're so like people like oh where's the protein where's the fiber and I'm like all right I feel like I do need protein because I do start to feel quite sick sicky mid-morning if I just have carbohydrates and that goes whether it's a pastry or it's porridge or it's anything I do feel a bit sick so but that makes sense as well because I'm very conscious of my insulin levels because diabetes runs in my family so I'm almost a bit like right what do I again individual there's a that's a I'm glad you said that because literally a perfect example you couldn't get a, a better example right when I see uh, I'm sure have you heard of this Abby Abby Sharp the nutritionist on TikTok she's got millions of followers now she basically stitches other nutritionists or fitness people's food diaries and saying oh my god I can't stand the video <laughs> everything that people eat she's like mm, I'd add some protein I add some fiber I'm like right sorry but if you're having a donut right you're not gonna add protein and fiber you're having a donut like it's not a meal it's it's not even a snack it's almost like a oh I'm you know people don't eat donuts every day I'm gonna have a donut don't you don't need to put Greek yogurt on it it drives me insane now I would understand if someone was living off those kinds of food because you would never understand what what feeling satiated was if you were just living off simple sugar would you you would crash you'd get hungry you'd eat it you'd crash all day which I totally get but the people in these videos are just eating a normal meals and then they're having like a croissant or a plate and then just, mm, there's not much protein and fiber in that and I'm like oh my god not everything not every meal I think Emilia Thompson said this the other day like not every meal has to be high in protein and fiber yeah and and I also think Interesting. that the element that she's come the angle that she's coming that that from is just annoying I hate that type of content where it just criticizes everything it's like oh great you've controversial well done no wonder you've got loads of followers it's like that type of stuff really annoys me but at the same time um I do 
agree with um, like that level up mentality when it comes to nutrition, but I don't agree in the sense of telling somebody you just need to get like on oh, put more protein on it. Mm-hmm. I think like the best one of the best questions when it comes to things like food. So if I've got a client, for example, who has soup for their lunch, but then they complain like two hours later, they're absolutely ravenous and yes. they do feel full. The question would be instead, um, what do you think you could do to maybe improve that to make it more satiating? Yeah. And they might, off the back of their head, think of something protein related. They might say, oh, do you know what? I'm actually going to have some Philadelphia on my toast with my bread. Do you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever they want to do. Yeah, yeah. Or they, or they might say, oh, do you know what? Actually, I, I'm not going to have soup, but I am actually going to have like a wrap or whatever or a, sa- or a sandwich yeah. or whatever. Okay, cool. And it's not necessarily you're dictating it to them, but just getting them thinking about like the things that help them feel fuller for longer but within their own right just like Sasha says she's fine on a pastry in the morning I know I would be absolutely dead on a pastry in the morning and I've done it because on a weekend I love like a pastry every now and again but I'm like right well anticipate that you're gonna have to have something else in the next couple of hours um so I wouldn't necessarily have a pastry midweek because I'm like it doesn't fit with my work routine all that different type of stuff so I think those questions it's education it's education yeah Yeah, absolutely but I think the issue with those kind of things is these people, these people didn't ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone's just put up a harmless video of that. Yeah. And then someone's like, yeah. Oh, look, I went to this bakery today in London and I got this donut. It's like, mm, is there a lot of fibre in that? All right, Abby, wind your neck in. And then, um, but then also that's where the individuality aspect comes from it. Some people need to lower their protein and fibre for, for health reasons and, you know, certain illnesses that people have, but also if you're trying to gain weight, the last thing you want is too much protein and fiber. Because it's good. you're not going to be able to actually to eat anything. So you want almost want to reduce. So that's when it's like talking about nutrition on the internet with no context is never helpful. Yeah. It's never helpful because you've like, oh, if you want to add this, uh, if you want to make this more satiating, it's like, no, I want to make it less satiating. I want to, you know, like I, uh, obviously it's a bodybuilder, but uh, an old friend Josh he used to when he had to eat loads he used to put um, jam in his rice and I used to be like what and that for example is easy oh god you can eat white rice with jam it's not going to fill you up for I can't even imagine feeling full from it like even when you imagine eating it I mean it sounds horrible yeah he needs the opposite so if you're if you're trying to gain weight and then you're saying oh I would add it's like that's why the context matters so much because it's just like general advice means nothing when it comes to nutrition yeah okay more fruit and vegetables but then again you know if you've got IBS or Crohn's disease then certain vegetables that you can't have because it it irritates you so it's god the more you say it the more you realize that everyone just (laughs) because there's so many different elements to it that's when obviously just if you're really really that concerned about your own nutrition don't go on TikTok or Instagram. Just go and there's so many uh, registered dietitians, and just go and see one. Yeah, because then or it's in context, like, context of you. Or look at like actual credible sources and yes. books and educate yourself and and read and stuff like that on those things because that will serve you so much better than like what Sasha and I maybe did, where you you jump around from things for a couple of years. It's like you can almost like you can almost cut a gigantic mistake and mistake out by buying a 15, 20 quid on Amazon. Yeah. 
really good book. Literally, God, yeah, you're so right. Um, yeah, and I just, oh God, I, I was meant to send this to you, Jess, but a lot of it on the internet as well is projecting. It's like, I saw two videos yesterday and both were, I didn't watch all of them because personally I think they're bad, but on the what I eat in a day things, I always do like to go in the comments and see what people are saying about them. And one of them was um, what I eat in a day. And let Jess, I'm just going to tell you what she had and uh, do you, what and what your thoughts are. Okay. So in the morning, I think she had a, a, a protein, a protein bowl, avocado toast and an apple. Okay. Okay, whatever. But yeah. uh, and then she had um for lunch she had this like is it an acai bowl with yeah. like granola and um a protein shake and then like peanut butter and coconut stuff on it. Yeah. Um I personally think eating a smoothie with a spoon is bizarre, but anyway. And then in the afternoon she had a bag of like uh cashew like salted nuts, whatever. And then for tea she had like this tofu stir fry. And then she had like a green tea with some dark chocolate. What did, let me guess what the video said. Oh my God. I honestly, I was like, whoa, this is I bet that's what everyone said, did they? You know what they said? The the amount of um, projecting, I was like, whoa. All the comments were, are you okay? Blink twice if you need help. if I ate this, I would die of starvation. Um, where's the rest of it? Um, uh, have you, you've got anorexia? And I was like, oh, well, I thought you were going to say it was like some nutritionist giving more uh, advice on stuff. And then if you obviously, the people that comment awful things are always people with no profile picture in the name is like users seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. And I just thought, every single one of those absolutely horrendous comments is that person projecting their own insecurity about their own diet. So for example, if I ate this, I would die of starvation. That person's probably thinking, God, I, that actually looks like a really like nice day of food, but it's not that much. I wish I could. Yeah. Not- the race, the, the race to the bottom mentality we've spoke yeah. about. And honestly, like uh, blink twice. If you need help, I was thinking this woman just ate a pretty normal whatever and that that's why I think is it is it ever a good idea to share your food this poor woman got obliterated and she just showed an acai bowl it was so but then you but then you see other ones where it's not really it's more like I'm at work this is what I'm eating it's maybe less food than that and no one says anything so it's like you almost look at the person and if they're someone that you wish you looked like then you're gonna fucking obliterate them yeah honestly I couldn't I was like huh it's like everyone knows right that no one eats the same thing every day or very few people unless you're like maybe an athlete of some sort you might have a bit more regimented control over it but in in the pursuit of health you should have variety in the pursuit of life you should have variety so that snapshot of that one day serves no purpose unless you had a collection probably of all 365 days of the year to look at and you might be like well there is TikToks like that okay great go knock yourself out have a great time but is that what are you going to benefit from from mimicking somebody else's diet for 365 days and yeah exactly and if you're if you're posting online you it has to come to a point where you look at your video and you look at and you think is this helping anyone 
what what is this video going to uh, what idea is it going to put across like am i posting it as virtue signaling and being like oh look at this or you know look how healthy i am look how little i eat whatever or are you actually like sometimes i think with those videos like what is the point yeah 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 but, but obviously these people are usually a lot younger whatever like fitness people unfortunately uh usually so it's like you got to be careful with these things because I tell you what people are oh, people don't take it seriously i'm like are you kidding yeah they do yeah so let's i'm conscious of time and i'm conscious we've just talked we've stuck on a year so we got we could do part two and do um because i'd say there's probably quite a lot to talk about between 2015 and now in regards to korea yeah like well just in the last the last seven years are probably full of some lessons and random stuff um yeah that we could definitely make a whole other podcast about yeah let's do that yeah, for sure. So what? So we'll finish on. So 2014, we got to pretty much. Um, if you've enjoyed this week's podcast, don't yeah. forget to like, share and subscribe. Tag us wherever you're listening to this. And we'd love to hear your own experiences. So tell us about your, your late teens to where you are today with your health and fitness. Drop yeah. us a message. We would love to chat if there's anything that uh, you're like, yes, relatable <laughs> to some of these stories or... You've got your own experiences that you think might be worth uh, letting us know. We can maybe even mention them on next week's pod anonymously, if you would like, um, or we can uh, drop a couple of shout outs as well. Yeah. Also, I was just thinking maybe we could get, if, if there's anyone listening who has come out the end, the other end, like Jess and I are very grateful that we have where food is like, I don't know, uh, whatever, like we don't, it doesn't really consume our thoughts anymore. If you have done silly things and now you're in the same position as Jess, maybe um, you could come on the next one. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Mm. What do you mean the same position as me? I know, as in like, if you have done all these silly things and now you're on the other side. Ah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically, because you know, like we were saying, some people think, oh no, it's just what I'm like. Oh, I've always been like this. I'll always, it's like, you and I saying it is like, yeah, yeah. But there are plenty of people who have also done the same. So um, yeah. I don't know whether we could get like quotes from them or a story or something or they could come yeah. up no, we'll, put, we'll put a question box up with this yeah. week's pod. good idea yeah let's do that I just think it'd be nice to hear from people who aren't in the fitness industry who have come out the other side and and just realize that it was all a bit funny <laughs> absolutely thanks guys episode 70 was it 70 I got one wrong like the other day didn't I yeah we're on 70 we're making all the all the way to 100 that's the that's the trajectory now isn't it absolutely um, oh. yeah so thanks everyone for listening thanks for stopping by guys really appreciate it and we will speak to you next week Woo-hoo. okay thanks guys bye